Hi again, and welcome to another episode of Scissors and Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode's going to find us right before Nurses Week, mm-hmm. the week when we pat each other on the back and say, <laughs> you did a great job. Good job. Good job. Good for you. I'm You're Nicole. still working. I'm Lara. <laughs> and uh, we figured since we're coming into Nurses Week, and is it Nurses Day falls on the birthday of... It's part of my story. Well, I'm sorry. You can give them the exact day I'm not sending. Right? Yes. So we figured we'd do a little tribute to uh, Florence Nightingale in the history of nursing. Mm-hmm. Won't be as bad as it sounds. Promise. We'll try we'll to try. add a little, a little humor into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was letting my mother listen to this podcast. I uh, had the first, the first episode. One? Yeah. And my mother's kind of prim and proper. Mm-hmm. She thinks swearing you can... What is the stupid phrase she says? Um, if you have to swear, you're not smart. Like, you can come oh. up with a better word. Uh-huh. Right. But that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I think she thought she was raising Grace Kelly, and she yeah. got a longshoreman instead. Yeah. So she finishes the podcast, and she's listening. She looks at me. She's like, and I knew the first words yeah. out of her mouth were going to be, did you really have to say the F word? I mean, Laura only says it once. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, much more she's problem. like, couldn't you use another word? I'm like, and what other word would give the oomph? Like, it's, it's like it's such, a, such a descriptive It word. is. It gives yeah. it such an exclamation point yes. to it. It's, yep. it's my favorite word. I don't drink a lot. I don't do drugs. No. I use the F word like it's punctuation. Yeah. Because it is. It's, it's my favorite. It's my probably most used word. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. No. 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 Nope. Nope. So... She did like it. I'm mm-hmm. hoping that the listeners feel the same way, but she did like it. Did you have anybody listen to it yet? Uh, my mother listened to it. She didn't say anything the whole time. <laughs> Never good. And then and then at the end she said, well, no, I, when I told the story about the old lady when I was a nurse in school. Oh, my favorite. Yeah. She said, can you imagine someone saying that? And I'm like, no, it, it did happen. It I don't have to, to imagine. Me. She said it to me. <laughs> She's like, but can you imagine? And I'm like, so what do you do? Yep. I, no, I got it. So that was it. That was the only thing she said during it. And then afterwards she said it was really cute. Oh. It was very cute. It's like when my husband comes in and I cut me hair. He's like, oh, it's cute. I was like, you know what? Either I'm stunning or you fucking hate it. Yeah. You do never tell me it's cute. I'm not 12. Yeah. Like, oh, it's cute. She no. said she liked it, but it was cute. And I'm like, I don't know that any of that was cute. But. And I don't know if cute's what we're going for. Yeah. But, you know what? You know, I guess it's a positive review. It's a good word. <laughs> Better than so. bad. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> um, all right. So that being said, mm-hmm. do you want to kick it off with a little bit of the beginnings of? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's get into it. The history of nursing. So nursing dates back to Roman times. Although obviously for like from the beginning of time, women took care of. It's the second oldest profession. Other than, you know, prostitutes. Uh-huh. Duty prostitutes? Sorry, sex workers. Um, so obviously women have always taken care of the sick and injured, like in their tribes or, you know, from the beginning of time that fell on the ladies. Um, there is mention of a nurse in the Bible. Um, the apostle Paul mentions a Christian deaconess named Phoebe. Phoebes. 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 Phoebes was the first nurse written like about. Ever. Written, I mean, at least written about. Um, she was pretty much the first visiting nurse because obviously back then. There's no hospitals. No hospitals. Everything <laughs> you had to go was, to the local tribe. Yeah. I'll go to your tent. And then Wherever you your tent, tent you were laying in was yeah. your hospital. 
Um, then nurse nuns started caring for the sick. And that's when the ideas of a hospital started to form. Um, a convent hospital. Because those nuns weren't working. Not in those habits. It's too hot. Too long. Yeah. They, you're going to them. They're not coming to you. No, you're going to show up at their door and I'll take <laughs> care of you. Um, the convent hospital at, I can't say this, Bune in France. Um, it's B-E-A-U-N-E. Um, had beds. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not that? French. I have no clue. Um, the beds, so they started this first hospital kind of, and the patient's beds were against the walls surrounding the altar. So they're like in the church. They're, I, I'm assuming it's some sort of churchy area because there's an altar. Oh. Yep. Um, a little intimidating. Mm-hmm. And then Hotel Dieu, D-I-E-U, in Paris, founded in 651 A.D. by the Bishop of Paris, was run under Augustinian sisters, and the nurses in the U.K., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand are still called sisters to this day. It literally was like, what, Canada was back in 1651? No. <laughs> like, wow. But I really nurse, missed out that one no. in history class. <laughs> any nurse... Any today. Nurse today yeah. that has to do with the old... Augustinians. Ink, yeah. Is called, still referred to as sisters. Sister, sister. Unlike us, we're referred to as you. Yeah. Hey, yeah. you. You. Um... And nurse, then nursey. I like that. Sometimes I get that. Hey, nurse, nursey. I got sparkles one time. It's <laughs> very intense. You know who he is. I know exactly um, who it is. <laughs> vascular surgeon. He would like yell and scream. You know, he's one of those he old school. He's excellent, but you know, yeah, like to yell. I hated going in his room because he would yell for two hours. But you also knew it, no matter what he was doing, no matter what surgery, yeah. you were out of there in two hours. And job well done. Yeah. So he looks up i don't know what he was gonna ask for he looks up and he looks over at me and he knows i know her and i should know, her, I don't name. know her name i can't well, think he didn't of really it. care to learn anybody's nope, name either. not that i wanted him no. to know it because then he'd just be yelling that and um he's looking at me and he's like um hey um um and i'm of course just letting him flounder because <laughs> i'm a jerk and i'm like mm-hmm. yes um uh, sparkles sparkles Spark- are you speaking to me <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, Sparkles. I've never been called that before. What would you like, Doctor? I was always Nicole from Revere. To this day, if he sees me, hey, Nicole from Revere. <laughs> I, I don't know why that's my epitaph, but yeah. it is. No, I was Sparkles oh, one day. I think I would have liked Sparkles because mm. it would have meant I had a shiny personality. But... I don't know why he was calling me Sparkles. Well, you know, Laura, we have talked about mm. you being an Must angel and sparkling. Eyes. Yes, yep. yes. But surgeons seem to be very taken with you. That's, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> he also called me an Indian giver one time. I don't think and then say that now, can we? Well, that's what he called me. Because he, he was sewing an anastomosis on a very big case. And the, uh, proline is a suture we use, but it has a needle on both ends. And I, was, he, I gave him the suture. And there was a, some instruments on the field. And I was taking them back. And it hooked on the second needle. Ooh. And pulled the suture out of his hand. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that didn't go well. And I the second it pulled, I was like, oh my God, I want to go under the table and hide. Like yeah. this is I'm gonna be dead. I'm gonna die. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, oh my God. And he's he looked at me and I was like, oh Jesus Christ. And um he's like, Are you an Indian giver? And I was like, Yeah, I really Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten that response. Yeah. Are you an Indian giver? I said Yes, I really wanted that suture back. I just needed to have it. I'll let you have it now. And he's like, 
okay, I mean, you could have just asked. And I'm like, next time I will. I just felt really drawn to it, you know. And he's like, okay. And then starts singing some song that I've never heard about it in Indian. <laughs> and singing. And I'm like, oh, my God. And the circulator in the room used to be a vascular scrub up there. And he's like, it must be nice to be a woman sometimes. I'm like, sometimes it yep. is very yep. nice yep. to be a woman. And he was perfectly, he's like, he would have killed me if I had ever done that. I'm like, I can't believe I'm still breathing. But I could tell you I stabbed him three times in one case. Yes, you did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he, was... um, I stabbed him with an 11 blade. Mm-hmm. I stabbed him with a hypodermic. <laughs> <laughs> and then I stabbed him with proline. And by the time I hit him with the proline, <laughs> he just looked at me. He was like... Jesus Christ! I'm like, keep your hands away from my mayo because I had everything set up ready to go, right. and he was flying around with his things. Italian, the hands were going, and boom, he kept hitting all my shops yeah. on the thing. I was sweating because I'm like, he's gonna punch me yes. in the face. You know, we were best friends after that. Before that, he hated my guts, and then I think he realized I wasn't afraid to stab him right. three times in a case. And then, yep, back off. Yep, yep. Yeah. That was oh man, that was one of the scariest moments in yeah. the OR when when, the when he hit the proline. I was like. Shit! <laughs> I did it again. Yeah, the second I felt that felt that suture pull yeah. back, I was like, "Oh my god, my it's life is over." This is docile, nice, no. sweetheart. Sir. It's always with the asshole that yeah. you do this, this shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, all right. Sorry, we digress. Sparkles was my name. Sparkles Sisters is the <laughs> the name for the, the Canadians. Name. We yeah. got Sparkles. Americans are Sparkles. <laughs> Canadians are Sisters. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So in the Middle Ages, nursing was very chaotic. Um. Sometimes patients shared beds. That's how they ran this stuff. Um, like a broken leg patient would be in the same bed as a TB patient. I'd get the patient with C. diff. Like yeah, shitting all over me. Awful. That's what I would get. Yeah. That would be my bed partner. Yep. Um, and this is because care of the sick fell to the poor and uneducated. People that were too old and too ill themselves to do any other work would be the nurses relegated to <laughs> nursing. Um, so we had really good, solid foundation. Yes. <laughs> this is where we come from. This is great. Um, drinking, fighting, swearing. Well, that's vegan. Right up my aisle. See, there, mom, it's, it was in the it's blood. It's part of history. It's part of my history. Yeah. Um, drinking, fighting, swearing, and theft from patients was very common in those days. They would just, they were poor themselves, and so they would just steal their patients' belongings. Well, if they're getting closer to the altar, you know what that means. Might as well start pilfering all their goods. Right. If you're in one of those... None hospitals and your bed is moving up towards your next altar. in line at the altar. Might as well take this. Yeah, one. I mean, because right there you just go into the casket at the altar. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's a funeral, easy. immediate funeral. <laughs> yep. Um, and this leads us into Florence Nightingale. Oh, Flo. Yep. Um, she was born on May twelfth, eighteen twenty, and that's Nurses Week. Nurses Day, <laughs> which kicks off Nurses Week. Um, she was born in Florence, Italy. Which I would never think. No, hence her name. Who? Because she's so staunchly English. I mean, they were English. They were just. She was just born. They were just Italy. there. Gave her a little flavor. Yeah. Um, she's the second of two girls. Her mother Frances came from a merchant family. Uh, her father William, whose original last name was Shaw, but he changed it to Nightingale after inheriting a bunch S-H-O-R-E. of property. O R E. Yeah, he changed his name. After he inherits his uncle's estates in 1815. So that's where they get Florence Nightingale, which is better than Florence Shaw. Way better. It has a ring to it. Yeah. It It just just sounds better. Mm -hmm. 
Um, he was a very wealthy landowner, her father. They had estates in Derbyshire, um, and that's where they sent, spent their summers, and they did all the I'm society. I'm sure somebody in England right now just did the cringe look when yeah. you said Derbyshire. I'm pr- pretty sure I don't say it right. Yeah, I'm sure we don't. Um, so they summered there and did all their society balls and all that coming out stuff. I did. <laughs> um, and then they had an estate in Hampshire, which I would say Hampshire, like New Hampshire, yeah. but I think it's Hampshire. Um, it was called Embley Park, and that's where they spent their winters. William Nightingale believed in... It doesn't in, have a ring to it. No, it's not. Well, it should be William Shaw. Um, he believed in educating his daughters, which was rare for back then. Um, he provided them a robust education. Florence excelled in math and languages. She could read and write in Italian, German, French, Greek, and Latin. Ooh. Yeah, I can barely speak English. Exactly. <laughs> She loved reading great philosophers. She loved to talk politics and philosophy with her father. They were like BFFs. That's nice. They, yeah, they That's nice for back chummy. in the day when they mm-hmm. probably really usually had nothing to do with no, any females. Right. He was very into their education and then That's being nice. brought in. Seems like he was a nice guy. Yeah. Um, Mom was Not a so social much. climber. <laughs> I mean, she was, I don't think she was bad, but she loved the social scene. Social climber wanted to be around the best people. All the time, most the who's who, the, the who's who. Yep. Um, and Flo was, she was reserved and she didn't like to be the center of atten- attention. So they kind of butted heads because the mother can kind of relate to her, can't you? I can't. Yeah, I know. she's she's kind of me. <laughs> um, she was also a very strong-willed child, which was important. Mm-hmm, which brought her all the way through her career. Um, so she was um, at a young age. She took care of sick pets, servants, people in the neighboring villages that were sick. Like she, she had a real calling. Yes. By 16, she knew nursing was her calling. Ooh. 16. I still don't think it's my calling, but I'm doing it. I'm, I don't know what my calling yeah, is. I'm pretty sure wiping somebody's ass is not my calling, but she really, I'm there. Yep. She be- believed it to be her um, divine purpose. She believed God told, God made her to be a nurse at 16. Um, the pair parents, though, were beside themselves. They forbade her to become a nurse. Um, Victorian-era girls were meant to marry men of means. They weren't meant to work menial labor jobs, which or any jobs, really. They were just supposed to get married, have kids. Look pretty, have tea parties. Yeah. I wish that was still how it oh was. Oh, my God. Could you imagine just sitting around all day wondering when the next ball yeah. is? You yeah. know? Could you please cut the crust off those sandwiches, yes, please? Yes, my little cucumber sandwiches. Mm-hmm. It would be nice. Um, she was proposed to at 17 years old. By Richard Monckton Milnes. Uh, re- <laughs> that name's just kind of funny. I'm I sorry. know. <laughs> reportedly Monkton, over the Monkton next... Milnes. It's a lot. Um, over the next nine years, he kept trying. So did she become Florence Monckton Milnes? Nope. She, she turned stayed him down. Year? She turned oh. him down. They didn't get married. Oh, she turned him down. Yeah. Heartbreaker. She said um, her intellectual and romantic needs were met by Richard. But her moral... An active nature requires satisfaction, and that would not find it in this life. Oh. He didn't want her to work, I think is pretty much. And she had a calling. And she had a calling. God, I wish so Brian she had would to do say it. to me, you, you don't, don't have, have to work. To work. Mm. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, I, I can promise you I wouldn't turn around and say, but I have a calling. You no. need to do this. The couch is calling me. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep, I'm my good. bed is my calling. Yeah, that was so romantic. He <laughs> met now met all of my needs. 
1849, she traveled to Europe to study European hospital, the European hospital system. In 1850, she traveled to Alexandria, Egypt, to study nursing at the Institute of St. Vincent de Paul. Um, in 1851, she enrolls as a nursing student at the Lutheran Hospital of Pastor Fliedner in Kaiserwerth, <laughs> Germany. These names are great. They're good. They're great. Um, so she returns to London after school, and she starts a job at the institution. This is my favorite hospital name ever. I want to work there. <laughs> at the Institution for Sick Gentlewomen in Distressed Circumstances. That's the name of the hospital. I, what is a distressed circumstance? I don't know. They're constipated. That's distressing. I guess so. Pregnant? Heavy periods? Maybe. What is that? What is Some this? headaches? I don't know. <laughs> it's pregnant, maybe? I don't know. They were gentlewomen in distress. I want to work there, too, because it's going to, you know, it's an easy job. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, the people, you know, that worked there were so impressed with her. She became superintendent, which I'm assuming is like charge nurse or head nurse, um, within a year. Um, she also, I guess these gentlewomen were actually in distress because she had to deal with a cholera outbreak. Oh, that would give you distress. Yeah, and extremely unsanitary conditions, which is also oh, distressing. Yeah. Um, and obviously the unsanitary conditions encouraged the rapid spread of disease, so mm-hmm. this cholera just went Goes everywhere. hand in hand. Yeah. Um, her mission became to improve hygiene practices because she, you know, this is disgusting. And, she realized that yeah. filth doesn't breed cleanliness. No. Um, she ended up significantly lowering the death rate at that hospital. She worked so tirelessly that she became ill herself. And she had barely recovered when the Secretary of War, Sidney Herbert, um, called on Flo to organize a corps of nurses to tend to the ill and injured soldiers in... The Crimean War. Mm -hmm. Yay! So I'm going to actually cover the Crimean War because I like history. doesn't mean I'm going to tell it correctly, but I do enjoy listening to history. So the Crimean War was a war that was fought from 1853 to about 1856. And it's a conflict between the Russian Empire and the Ottoman Empire, France, England, and Sardinia. So the Ottoman Empire is like Turkey, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. It's that area. area. Mm-hmm. They're still fighting today, that area. Yeah. Except it's Constant not called the Ottoman. Oil. Yeah, it's not called the Ottoman yeah. Empire anymore. Um, so... After eventually, after multiple battles, the war makes its way to the Crimean Peninsula, which is how the war gets its name. It's the first conflict to use naval shells, railways, and the newfangled telegraph. So news of the war can get out quicker, Mm -hmm. and your injuries are getting more intense because you have shells being bombarding these poor guys. Mm -hmm. It's also the first war to be documented extensively in photographs. So Lord Tennyson who I've never read one of his plays. I was going to say, I know I've read some of that. I've heard of his name, but I've never read mm-hmm. any of it. Um, he wrote Charge of the Light Brigade, which is about the Battle of Balaclava. Also. Like headgear? Yeah. Oh. Like what you wear when you scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the poem points out the major problems with the war, one of them being the medical treatment. So as the men are getting wounded, they're shipped to Turkey for treatment. Mm-hmm. And the hospitals have little to no staff. They're filthy. They're finding that 10 times more men are dying from the diseases than the battles. Ugh. So, as you said, the Secretary of War, Sidney Herbert, asks Flo to organize a corps of nurses. I, that word throws me off every corpse. time. Yep, it's I corpse. want to say corps every time. Organize a corps of nurses to tend to the sick. She grabs 32 nurses, and off to Turkey they go. Mm-hmm. Um, when she gets there, she is horrified by what she sees. Our <laughs> favorite word. <laughs> on a daily basis, apparently. <laughs> 
The hospital sits on a large cesspool. Um, and when I think of cesspool, mm-hmm. I think of the inside of a porta john. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but when I go to the porta john, mm-hmm. I can't control myself. I say the whole time I'm going in, don't look, don't look, don't look. You have to. And the first thing I do is turn around and look. And without a doubt, there's a steaming pile mm-hmm. of shit on the top mm-hmm. of the porta john. It pops through the water. Yep. Or whatever that liquid is. <laughs> yep. It's every time. Who can back one out and I would have John. I'm a private I can barely pee in it. I'm a private pooper. Yeah. I have to be in my upstairs bathroom by myself. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm away I could hold it the whole week. I, can't, I I've been away with you. And yep. I'm pretty sure you've never. Yep. Pooped. I can't. I can't back one out in a porta john. And just you have to be in and out. You have yes, to go in. There's usually hold your a breath line because you can't breathe. Because mm-hmm. you get it. Because then you're gonna smell all that. So you have to hold your breath, pee, get out. And I also have this weird fear that somebody's gonna <laughs> come it. and tip it over. While when I'm I see that on the news, I almost cry every time. And I'm like, that should be like a death penalty yes. case because yes. that is the cruelest thing I think you can possibly do. My girlfriend's do. husband was saying. One of their friends was in a porta john, and these group of guys thought somebody else was in it, oh my God. and they tipped the porta john with her in it, and she came out obviously hysterical, covered in a biohazard. Yeah, they had to call an ambulance. It oh was like that a disaster. And I agree, like you should it's go to awful. prison for life for doing that. that. So I'm in and out because I'm pretty sure somebody's going to come and tip. I'm petrified of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So when I think of cesspool, I think of the inside of a porta john. So the hospital's built. On, on top, top of, of a porta john, yeah. Mm. Um, so it's just so that because it's built on top of a porta john, mm. the water is now contaminated around oh. it. Everything around it is disgusting and mm. filthy, and it's causing typhoid, typhus, dysentery, and cholera to run rampant. Okay. What are typhoid, typhus, dysentery, and cholera? I'm so glad you asked, Laura. Let <laughs> me tell you what they are. So typhoid is a fever where you get red spots on the chest and abdomen and you get intestinal irritation. That's the fancy word for you get the shits. Uh Uh, Typhus, you get another rash. You get a headache. You get fever delirium. And this is transferred by ticks, lice, and rats. It's the highest fatality during the war. Oh, my God. We know how I feel about bloodsuckers. So let's add ticks to the leeches thing because, yep, I'm all set. Uh, cholera is a bacterial infection of the intestines, typically due to infected drinking water, the cesspool water. So mm-hmm. you're getting wicked diarrhea and vomiting mm-hmm. from that as well. And then you have dysentery, which is infection of the intestines in bloody diarrhea condition. Um, yes. Bloody diarrhea. So we have rivers of shit in just these hospitals. Going into the rivers of water. Right. Like the drinking. So and now then we just have a circle of just shit. shit coming in. Ugh. I've had um, a case with a river of shit. Oh. It was, it was my favorite. It was this. I mean, there's a lot of cases that people poop. Yeah, and you have to clean them up after. Yeah. and you we know, you're gowned and gloved. You get buckets of soapy buckets water, of holding water. legs. You're all prepared. You get your drapes to put out. It, you know, code yeah. brown situation. Code brown all day long. Oh, we're ready to go. This case, it was a long case, and the scrub, a good friend of ours, I was like, mm, I think I smell a code brown. I'm like, really? I don't, I don't smell anything. She's like, no, I'm getting like wafts of code brown. And I'm <laughs> and like, it's, you can, you know it. Oh yeah. And you I'm know like, it. I, I think you're wrong. Like maybe someone had gas. I don't smell anything. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And like someone walked by and sent the air our way. And I was like, oh no, you're right. You know, there's definitely a code brown. I'm like, all right, you know, well, you have to clean them up after because they're under drapes. Like you can't get to them. You know, you feel bad, but they kind of have to sit in it. 
so at the end of the case oh no so this is so then before the end of the case we're like no it's getting really bad like it's it's bad like everyone in the yeah. room is now like oh wow what's that and we're like yeah we it's know we perfume, have to it's a code brown yep i look over at the floor and it's just literally pouring oh my god off of the table onto the floor pouring there's a now a puddle like literally a waterfall of shit it was a literal river of shit falling off the table into a large puddle onto the floor. Oh my Unbelievable. god! Unbelievable. We were we were done, so I couldn't really do. You know, I but just put a blanket down. The, like Ooh. yeah, I covered it, but that's it's still just pouring, pouring off the table. We got the drapes off, and it was up to the tops of their thighs. Oh my god! That's how high the river of shit was. The river of shit was. It was up to the. And tops that was like of their so like a dam, just holding it all in. They, and it really wasn't even working because it had that dam had broken. Oh. It was all over the floor. <laughs> it was a breach. And then the poor girl I'm with. The nurse with also a good friend you know i'm like all right let's go let's put the drape down like you know we have a whole system of doing it and like hold the legs up you get that leg i'll get this i leg. like to make the med students hold the legs yeah i don't think we have <laughs> get them available. involved yeah she's holding one i'm holding the other. i'm like all right let's let's get to it because this is like it was this a disaster. is awful this is awful so i'm holding leg and i'm scrubbing like scrubbing 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 my legs clean i look over and she is wiping it like you would wipe I, I, I don't even know. Like, you would wipe a, a drop of baby food off a baby's chin, like, nice and gentle and soft. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm cleaning. I'm like, no, you're not no, cleaning. No, that's not that. cleaning it. Yep. We're never going to get it off because they were in a pile Because then shit. it's also like, that shit is like slime. Yes. So it just spreads. Like, it's everywhere. Like, finger you just paint. gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. Yeah. It's not a solid form. I am. And she's doing it so gentle. I'm like, okay, move aside. And I've just. <laughs> you got to go. I'm like, you've got to do it harder than that. Like, you, you have to get it off. Like, you can't. <laughs> It was, it was everywhere. Oh, it was everywhere. We had uh, one of the surgeons, yours and mine. We have a favorite guy. He's operating in the um, resident had gas, so he's like letting it rip. <laughs> and so the surgeon's like, "Oh, we have a code brown. I, I must have hit the intestines. We have a code brown." And the inter- the resident's like, "No, I don't think so." He's like, "Nope, nope. I can smell this. There's a code brown. I can smell it." Finally, he's like, all right, it's me. All right, I had gas and I was, I had to let it go. He's like, he almost ripped the guy's intestines open because he was too embarrassed to admit that he was busting ass in the middle of the room. God bless. God bless. There's so many rivers of shit. Lots. Well, so Flo was dealing with her rivers of shit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she goes into these hospitals, I know we, we just jump right back to Flo, but we're jumping right back to Flo. So when she goes into these hospitals, she finds it's, just ridiculously bad conditions. There's no medicine. There's no known hygiene. There's filthy bed linens. The soldiers are covered with fleas, lice, oh and bugs. God. That alone like is just... Like, it's not bad enough that you had to go fight this war. Right. Now you're, you're yeah. rotting away in a cesspool. Yeah. Um, they're lying in their own poop. The walls and ceilings are filthy. The rats have set up shop under the beds. Ooh. Always a good time. Because, you know, they're going to be so clean as well. Yeah. There's no towels. There's no soap. There's 14 showers for 2,000 men. Oh. Can you imagine the smell? You know what? My son came home from skiing today, and I don't think he realizes deodorant is for hygiene. Mm-mm. He reeked like an Italian sub. Yeah, it's and the he onions thinks of an now Italian it's funny sub. to give me a huge hug, and I'm like, I'm I'm gonna throw up. You need to back off. You yeah. stink. And he's like, <laughs> I'm like, no, this is offensive. Yeah, like no, it's, it's not it's actually this is offensive. And so if he continues to smell like that, I'm pretty sure he'll live in my home till he dies. <laughs> he'll never get a girl unless she's get no sense of smell maybe so um yeah so they had 14 shots this would be right up his alley lane in his own filth mm-hmm. um so she goes in with her girls and they clean house she brings in hundreds of turkish towels 
which I don't know what makes them more special. They sound luxurious. I think they're thicker. Like a Turkish... Higher thread count. What's that called? The Turkish baths? Bathrobe. Oh. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what those are. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? That could be a sexual thing. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think guys go there, right? Yeah, exactly. My point. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) The Turkish baths. Somebody, if anybody knows what a Turkish bath is, please um, (laughs) write in and tell us because I have no clue what it is. I've heard of it. Uh, I bet you have. So anyway, she brings in her Turkish towels. Clean shirts, soaps, plates, knives, forks, and cups. Oh, fancy. Basic necessities. Mm -hmm. Uh, She gets the women and the patients. She gets women and the patients who can't help. She gets them scrubbing the walls and ceilings as well. So if you're up and walking about and you just got like a little headlock, you're scrubbing the walls. She cleans up the kitchen. She takes the dead animals out of the drinking water. Oh, Always a bonus. Is it a horse? Yeah, a there's a couple of, couple of dead horses in there. I'm sure a couple of the rats took a beating in there, too. Um, the if She sends for a commission from England, and they it's a sanitary commission, and they show up, and they flush out the sewers, and they clean out the ventilation systems. She sets up an invalid kitchen. I don't know what an invalid kitchen is. Like Doesn't invalids work in the kitchen. You're only an invalid if you could use this kitchen, but it's an invalid kitchen. It does. It doesn't sound like a place I'd want to eat. No. Um, so it has appealing food apparently and a special dietary requirement. So they're not used to the Turkish food or the no. either, which is all I'm assuming curries. Yeah. Adding to the rivers of shit. Mm-hmm. So she has food from England brought in for these guys. Nice. Some potatoes. Some potatoes, yeah. some Bangers. I, I don't know what English food is. Bangers and chips. <laughs> I'm going to try those when I go. Um, she starts a laundry. She brings in a library. And she has a classroom for intellectual stimulation. She's very into Intellectual stimulation. Because yeah. I'm sure if I'm in the middle of a war, I want nothing more than to read a good book. So the officers involved, shockingly, don't like having these women around because huh. women are stupid. And they have to wash the walls. Exactly. Yeah. And she, they find flow offensive. But Flo is like a honey badger. She don't give a shit nope. and is personally involved in the care of the soldiers. She shows statistics that in the first seven months of the war, they lost about 60% of the soldiers due to hospital-acquired disease. What's, what's the fancy word for that? Because you know I'm going to say it wrong. No, um, oh, Jesus. Is it nosocomia? Nosocomia. Yeah. I think that was nursing 101. <laughs> After she institutes her changes, she's able to bring that number down to equal of those in the English hospitals, which I should have that number, but I don't. No, but they're probably clean. They're cleaner than, yeah. It's not 60% of the patients dying. Mm-hmm. Um, so one soldier writes of her that she is a ministering angel without mm-hmm. any exaggeration in these hospitals. And as her slender form glides quietly along each corridor. I think he had a crush. I, I think he did too. He, she, he called her Sparkles. <laughs> Every poor fellow's face softens with gratitude at the sight of her. When all the medical officers have retired for the night and silence and darkness have settled down upon the miles of prostrate sick, she may be observed alone with a little lamp in her hand making her solitary rounds. Mm. And from then on, she's known as the lady, lady with the lamp. The lamp. Mm. <laughs> so after the war, she goes back to England where she starts nursing schools. So she's wrapped it up. Down in the war. And in 1856, she returns to um, England. She's a hero. Of course she is. And she's... She brought that shit down of the same as English yeah, she like whipped it into shape. She's, of course, embarrassed by the title hero. She doesn't like that attention. She does not like the attention. Um, the queen, because you, you need a little more attention, so well, the queen is, gives you something. And is this Queen Victoria, the infamous thereof? It has to be. 
proud. Wow. Didn't she have like 12 kids? All right, so anyway, I digress. The queen presented her with the nightingale jewel, as it became oh, known, God. which was an engraved brooch. Wouldn't I love one of those from work? Yeah, Here's imagine. a brooch for you for doing such a great job. You did a great job last night. Here's a brooch. It's engraved. <laughs> um, the British government set up the Nightingale Fund for her. She could use it to further her cause, like, you know, clean everything up, further education. Um, she used the money to set up St. Thomas Hospital in the Nightingale Training School of Nurses, um, the School for Education of Midwives at King's Hospital, and um, training for district nurses, which to her was the most important care because um, a lot of patients were still at home. Okay, so these are like visiting nurses. Visiting nurses. Um, the public loved her. They wrote poems, songs, plays in her honor, which... Could you mention somebody writing a play about us? No. <laughs> I've had a song written about me. Oh, come on. Please tell it. Please. Please, I don't please, know please. what it said. Who wrote it? Um, oh. Yeah. My husband. Oh. The one we were dating. And he gives it to me and the words. And I was like, okay. Mike, did, how long had you known her at this point? Because you had to know that would have embarrassed the shit out of I don't know how he didn't know that. <laughs> so he gives them to me. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, can you leave the room maybe? Well, I read this. Do you want to listen to it? I'm like, if you leave, I'll listen to it. <laughs> so, I can't. It's so embarrassing. I know. I know. It's so So I can only, I feel her pain. It's very embarrassing. I dated a singing waiter. Who Ooh. from the spirit of Boston? Oh, saying she's like the wind to me in front of the whole fucking boat. Did you go into the bathroom? I wanted to oh, jump overboard to die. I was young. I didn't know what to do, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was the color of a cherry. I yeah. wanted to die. It was sweet. It was so sweet on his part, but for me, like, again, did you know me? Because that's so not me. No, <laughs> that's so not me. My husband's so not romantic. Yeah, that's the way to be. Yeah, he's yeah. really like, because um, he doesn't want to put those feelings out there. If no. I write you a letter and you make fun of me, I'll be broken. So he right. just doesn't write anything at all. I can barely get him to say I love you. I know he loves me by his actions, but he's not saying it out loud. I like it that way. Yeah, I mean, Hello. it's better than having been sung to on a boat. Or... Oh, God, <laughs> it's so uncomfortable. I know people like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not one of them. No. Nope. Um, so anyway, she, she's, she's me. I'm pretty much Florence Nightingale, yeah. I think. So... She is, is dedicated to. Very dedicated. <laughs> she is dying from all this attention. Girls wanted to be like her. Like, you know, oh, I'm going to be a nurse when I grow up. I'm going to be Florence Nightingale. Um, nursing was now an honorable vocation, even with wealthy people. Like, so it's, she changed the imaging. Image of it. So even like rich girls were like, I'm going to go be a nurse. And then I'm going to. I'm going to get me a job. You know what? Tea parties and cucumber sandwiches for me. Call it a day. <laughs> um. <laughs> So she comes home from the war, though, with, um, um, she was sick. She had brucellosis. Which, you know what? I just saw that on a list of reportable diseases to the state. Really? I People did, and I was like, oh, I know what this is. Um, and exhaustion. And Crimean crimean fever. Which we don't know what that which is. Which she probably was having diarrhea. <laughs> well, everybody else was. Why not? Um, brucellosis or however you say that, um, is a highly contagious bacteria. It's caused by the ingestion of unpasteurized milk or undercooked meat of infected animals. So animals carry it. 
Then you get it from either their milk so or... So I'm going with Louis Pasteur has not come out with his invention at this point. Right. Or some people just ignore it. Well, she was eating a lot of steak tata. I mean, she was over there, over, you know, yeah. in the mm-hmm. war. God I don't know what, what they're pasteurizing. In that invalid kitchen. Yeah. Um, so she's homebound and mostly bedridden from the time she gets home, comes home from the war for the rest of her life. So it was a night shift nurse. What's the difference? Yeah, it's pretty pretty close. <laughs> exhausted also. Yeah, we're exhausted and we're yeah. in bed all the time. Um, she worked from her bed, because she's just that dedicated, oh, yeah. um, to continue improving patient outcomes and health care reform. Um, she interviews politicians. She meets with dignitaries, all from her home. People were starting to question, though, is she really that sick or is she just trying? She Avoid hates the, the limelight so much. Is she... Just using that just to like keep me, out of the I public think eye. Anybody, right? Everybody at work is faking if they call. I'm like, oh, she's so fucking full of it, and you're like, no, she really, she had pneumonia. Yeah, like, she oh, was right. in the hospital yeah. for days. Oh, fine. Um, in 1859, she published Notes on Nursing. It was used as the curriculum um, at the Nightingale Nightingale School of Nursing. Um, it was written mostly though for the the nursing at home. Mm-hmm. Um, those private nurses. Those private nurses. Um, Flo was consulted during the U.S. Civil War about managing failed hospitals. She served as an authority on public sanitation for civilians and military in India, even though she had never, never gone there. I don't know. The Telegraph. <laughs> like those whole never long, long gone telegraph. to India. Nope. Would have cared less. Nope. She wasn't leaving my bed. <laughs> nope. She stayed home. Um, Flo received many honors. In 1883, she was the first recipient of the Royal Red Cross. In 1904, she was appointed a Lady of Grace of the Order of St. John. Lady of Grace. I know. What a bra place in Malden. Yeah. yeah. They used to come and see yep. her at the door. You're a 36D. I can like tell from here. years old, all of them. And they were all like a triple F. They and they huge came into boots. the dressing room with you. Yes. And put the bra on yep. for you. I know how to scoop. I'm, yep. I'm good. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh, Lady Grace. Yeah, it was fun. It was the best bras, though. They were. Um, in 1907, um, she was the first woman awarded the Order of Merit. In 1908, she received the Honorary Freedom of the City of London. And like we said, May 12th is her birthday, and it's now International Nurses Day. So Flo, um, she slowed down greatly the last decade of her life. She wrote very little um, due to blindness. And decreased mental capabilities. Jesus. Yeah. Brucellosis is rough. It's, I'm, well, she had that for, I don't know how long she well, had she that. She wasn't really that healthy when she went over there. She was already sick. Yeah. And the dude called her. Know. And she went. Because it was her calling. She was a host for a multitude of infections. Ugh. Yeah. She died on Saturday, August 13th, 1910, in her sleep oh. at home in Mayfield, London. So because she was so quiet and modest, her family turned down a national funeral and burial at Westminster Abbey because they knew this oh, isn't what she wanted. I would have taken that all day long. I mean, I want to be on the altar at Westminster. I don't like a lot of attention, but I'm I'd have dead taken at that point. Exactly. So give I, me my honors. I'd be, Thank you. I'd be all right with that probably. Um, but she, you know, they knew she wouldn't want that stuff. No. So she was buried in the family plot at St. Margaret's Church in East Wellow, Hampshire, near Embley Park, which was where her home was all her life. Um, the Florence Nightingale Museum and now stands where the original Nightingale Training School for Nurses once stood. Um, there's more than 2,000 artifacts of her life and career there. Is that in London, do you know? Because I might have to go there. Because yeah. I'm going to pay London a little visit in yeah, November. Was... Very excited. My yeah, first trip get, of year. Get me a keychain or something. I will. Okay. I'll get you a little lamp. A lady. Oh, so you can now be the lady with a the... keychain. I'll put lamp. sparkles on it. All right. 
Thank you. I'm trying. Um, um, and she's widely, obviously, considered the pioneer of modern nursing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. Um, so I'm going to pick it up back in the old U.S. of A., God mm-hmm. bless. Um, as it, you said, you know, she's being consulted for the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And when we, we start picking up nursing in the Civil War with Dorothea Dix. <gasps> Good rest stop. Good rest stop in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. I think there's a Clara Barton one, too. But, um, again, Nursing 101, when we learned about all these phenomenal ladies. I can't. I think Clara Barton started the Red, Red Cross? Cross, maybe? Maybe. Sure. Well, we got well, we'll say it. good old Dorothea Dix here. Um, she convinces the commissioner of the U.S. Sanitary Commission. They run the medical care for the Civil War, because that makes sense. The Sanitary? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Sanitary Commission. Okay. Well, at least they were worried about it. Right. Yeah. So she explains, which how sad you had to explain that the value of women that we had value and that we could really be used for the caring of the sick. And this is the first time you're going to see women in the U.S. in a military role. Yeah. 20,000 women volunteer for the Civil War to help out. Wow. So after the Civil War, the U.S. follows suit and they start establishing nursing schools based on Nightingale's model. Mm-hmm. The first nurse to graduate from a U.S. nursing school is Linda Richards in 1873. Mm-hmm. And where else but? Boston. Boston. In the early 1900s, the schools start to come under hospital control. So originally, mm-hmm. they're, I don't know, even know who's running them, but now the hospital's like, oh, hey, this is, this is a good thing you got going here. Yeah. We're going to take over. Mm-hmm. And this is when the Nightingale method of book learning is changed into clinical experience. And why would they do this? Cheap labor. Cheap labor. Mm-hmm. So now all these nursing students are going to staff the hospital for them for like, 50 cents and you're going to work seven days a week you might get sunday off to go to church but then you're back on that night night so at this point nurses allowed to use wait for it wait for it a thermometer and a stethoscope oh a doctor's stethoscope well not just a doctor's one (laughs) joy bayer some get used to the newfangled x-ray machine oh um which i didn't that guy die of cancer Probably. I'm x-raying the shit yeah, out of that radiation. They didn't okay, so as the war continues, as wars continue, the mm-hmm. role of nursing for women expands. And by World War II, 59,000 Army and 18,000 Naval nurses enlist, which wow. is a lot of freaking women for yeah. the time. Before the wars, nurses were either controlled by physicians or they were private nurses, as we've discussed. Mm-hmm. After World War II, they got used to power and they learned how to use power. This is the first time n- women are in roles where they're telling men what to do and men are listening. Right. They kind of like it. Mm-hmm. So they take What's over. What's not the, to like? Oh, make power is intoxicating. Yeah. So they take over the American Nurses Association and they take control of the Red Cross. Hmm. The profession shuts men out, which is interesting. Yeah. Because to this day, there's not a lot of men, male nurses. There, there's more, mm. but there's not a ton. Of nurses. Nurses? <laughs> nurses. Male nurses. <laughs> not a purse? A male purse? That's also a male purse, but... I mean, it's the same thing. Mercy. That's a new one. I haven't heard of Mercy. <laughs> oh, God. I will never look at any of the men we work at with again no, and not be able to say, oh, you're a Merce? <laughs> you're Maybe. a Merce? We may have to make up some merch, put some Merces on there. A Merce is Merce. A Merce is Merce. Yeah. Um, so Merces are shut out of the profession. <laughs> the, 
the actual name. Right. And maybe for Father's Day, we'll do a little episode on Marissa's just for you guys And they're there. going to hate us. Yes, yes. they are. Sorry. So, Kidding. you know, I mean, women can't have anything. So apparently Marissa's are shut out at the point, but they make their way in. <laughs> like, how are you still using it? Because I'm, I'm going to use that forever now. That's like my new favorite word. Hi, this is your Merce today, <laughs> Joe. <laughs> so um, in the 50s, hospitals, um, the colleges couldn't put nurses out fast enough. So they're, they want college nurses, but they can't do it quick enough. Yeah. So Mil- Mildred Montag proposes a huh. two-year associate program. And it's supposed to be only during the shortage of the 50s, but there's still two-year associate programs You're today. looking at one. Yeah, yeah. I, I did the four-year collegiate route. No, not me. Only because I had nothing else to do with and my time. I love math. So. And I'm pretty sure we make the same amount of money, yep. even though we have different degrees. Yep. But that's neither here nor there. Mm-mm. So by 1964, the average nurse is making a whopping dollar an hour. Oof. Dollar an hour. That was In when? 1964. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So you work a 40-hour week after taxes, you can bring home like 20 bucks. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty sad. That's sad. So, in 1964, the Nurse Training Act is passed, and that shifts education from hospital-trained nurses to college-trained. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until the 80s that the serious shift to colleges happened. Yeah. So, at that time, you're talking, you had diploma programs, mm-hmm. so every hospital had a nursing school. Right. Then you had your two-year programs and your four-year programs. Those diploma nurses are still the, the best, best nurses, nurses out there. Because yeah. they were used like labor. So, mm-hmm. you were working night shift. Mm-hmm. You, were work, you were working in school. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, you didn't come out and say, oh, I'm not comfortable they with that. all I the can't. experience in the world. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I swear the only thing between a baccalaureate and a diploma nurse is nursing research and statistics. I don't think we took anything different. Yeah. But it dragged out. And I took all my college, you know, gym. I had to take gym in fucking college. In college? Yeah, I had to take gym. God. Come on. If I'm a fat ass by college, it's not getting any better. No. I'm staying that way. No. Your gym program isn't going to help me. Okay, but anyway. So, um, today, very few hospital programs are around. I don't think, I think Lawrence Memorial might be the only but one But that's in an associates. Is it? All right. They so do the, it with Regis College. So there's no that's hospital programs around anymore. Um, you are either two-year or four-year program. A lot of the big city hospitals are looking for BSN, mm-hmm. but it's still not enough. There's still not enough of them, right. but we're still running into shortages of them. So over the years from the 60s to now, nursing school has greatly evolved. Today, nurses can obtain your doctorate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what they do with it. Do they teach? I don't really know what you do with a doctorate in nursing. I don't know. I mean, we've had nurses who had the doctorates and came back to circulating in the OR, so I, I don't really know. I guess um, you've become a teacher. I'm sorry. I've totally gone off the grid with that, but I, <laughs> I just don't know what they do. Um, so know. it has many facets. You can be a public health nurse. You can be a school nurse. You can mm-hmm. be a forensic nurse. You can work in dialysis, right. oncology. You can work for insurance companies. You don't want to work in, in the clinical setting. You, there's so many right. things you can do with nursing, right. which is when I was like, do I want to go back to nursing school? I don't know. My thought was, if I marry a butthead or my husband gets killed, this is a career that I can support my family. Right. I can support a house with it. I can work nights. I'm home for with my kids, yep. which is what I'm doing now. It's allowed me to switch my shifts around mm-hmm. to do what's best for my family, right. which is why Mercer's, I think, are more successful because the women are usually, many of the women don't want to work 40 hours a week. They right. don't want, they want to be home for their kids. And the Mercer's, they're okay with working right. 40 hours a week. So they become a lot of your managers mm-hmm. and, well, they work in Ortho. <laughs> that's one of the, well, they work with the ortho guys. That's where they, yeah. So that's um, that's the history of nursing. It's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's 
It's a lot it's of info. Something. It's yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. We've come a long way. We've come a long way. Yeah. We know to clean things. Yeah. Yeah. We know how to clean a lot. Mm -hmm. Which I don't think nursing care is what it used to be, though. Like, you talk of the women of the nurses of the 60s. They were doing bed baths and changing sheets, and they did it all. I did that when I was a floor nurse in the 2000s. You didn't have nursing assistants doing it? We did, but I still... I don't know what we... They I mean, you're talking to somebody who was never a floor right. nurse. We still... I still changed their beds and... Because I just feel like them nurses... them bed baths and rubbed their back with the oh, lotion. You know, do you remember doing yeah. that, nurses? And you would rub their back with the Because it makes lotion. you feel better. They just felt so much... And they would be like, feel better. oh, I feel so good. And you're like, yeah. okay, great. Because I, I just feel like nurses, they were heaping on piles of paperwork. Like, you get so much paperwork mm. now. It takes you farther and farther from the patient. Mm -hmm. They're trying to dole all that stuff out. And I just feel like... Patients aren't getting the care that they would have gotten in the 50s or 60s. Right. They're also sicker. Yes. We have these, I mean, the patient acuity is... Ridiculous. Ridiculous now because they can live forever with these, <laughs> you know, diseases or conditions that would have killed them 50 years ago. You know, like, so they're living with them, but they're sick. Yeah. And so, you, you know, you're taking care of... And you're getting 10 times more patients you have to take care of. You know, you could be on a floor and you have six or seven patients. Mm -hmm. Brutal. Yeah. All right, I digress again. Mm -hmm. I like to digress a lot. <laughs> so um, I think that's a wrap for this episode. Um, I think so. I don't, we're going to be covering Mother's Day. Mother's Day, yeah. I believe, in the next one. Yeah, it'll be the day after Mother's yeah. Day. So we're going to tell some inspirational stories of moms yeah. who are nurses. Some side note. Some funny stories. Of stories. Of maybe a couple of delivery room stories. Mm -hmm. Um one I find rather disgusting. Oh, God. But we'll share that with you in that, that episode for Mother's Day. So the Mother's Day episode is going to be after Mother's Day, so I'm going to preemptively strike and mm -hmm. wish my mother happy Mother's Day early. Mm -hmm. And uh, to all the nurses out there who are moms and live in the dream and the struggle is real, happy Mother's Day to you too as well. Happy Mother's Day to my mother and mother-in-law, all the moms. I killed my mother-in-law, so. You did. That's a story for another time. That's a story time. for another time. <laughs> It was all legally done. Um, <laughs> you put in a good effort. <laughs> I tried. I did give her mouth to mouth. I did try. Um, so on that note, I guess we'll call this a wrap. Yeah. Bye. So I got all my information for this research from geriatricnursing.org, the history of nursing, things every nurse should know. Um, history.com, the article is Florence Nightingale, written by history.com editors, which I didn't know was a... Thing. I didn't know no. editors wrote articles. and they just edited. I know. Who knew? And um, Britannia.com, Florence Nightingale, British nurse, statistician, and social reformer. And the author was Louise Salanders. Slanders. Salanders. Sorry. Yeah. Pardon. Salanders. Uh, mine came from Wikipedia, mm -hmm. which I think that's the only thing I ever get my information from. And that's where I got the Crimean War. Mm -hmm. And then the history of nursing came from the American Journal of Nursing. Nice. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.